Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of discussions with entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. Lawyerist supports attorneys building client-centered and future-oriented small law firms through community, content, and coaching, both online and through The Lawyerist Lab. And now, from the team that brought you the Small Firm Roadmap and your podcast hosts. Hi, I'm Zach Glazer. And I'm Jennifer Wiggum. And this is episode 426 of the Lawyerist Podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. Today, Stephanie is interviewing one of our newest lab coaches, Amy. Today's podcast is brought to you by Posh Virtual Receptionists, Clio, and Documate. We wouldn't be able to do this show without their support. So stay tuned and we'll tell you more about them later on. Zach, how cool is Amy, our newest lab coach? I mean, what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. Yeah. She's ice cold. Oh uh, no, she's she's very very cool. I think ice cold she's has very a, warm. Has, yeah, has a connotation of being yeah yeah. She's very warm, very nice, very friendly, but also extremely knowledgeable. Yeah, she's a lawyer. Yeah, she's a lawyer. She's from Canada, so I guess that makes her a little bit cooler in many ways. Yeah, I mean, in temperature wise, likely as well. It does feel cooler to. We can now say we are an international team mm. because we have Amy here. Yeah. And it's been a little fun. I'm sure, you know, when we joke a little bit about U.S. versus Canada, but it has been fun to have a Canadian because occasionally things come up where she showed us that they have milk in bags, which was a new fact to us. Very old fact to any of our Canadian <laughs> listeners because obviously grew up with it. But on camera, we made her go to her refrigerator and pull out her bag milk and she showed it to us just yeah. casually. It's funny you say that because that was the thing that was in my head, too bag milk yeah it, it is amazing what kind of like impresses you when it or, yeah. or makes an impression <laughs> on you when it's something different from what you're what you're used to and yeah i mean but it was so it was so sleek you know she, she had like a jug specifically to put the I bag know. into and so if i went and visited canada you know and and was there at let's just say was there at airbnb for a couple of weeks went and bought milk i'd be like yeah stunned it would just, I, I wouldn't be able to do it, you know, I wouldn't be able yeah. to, I wouldn't be able to have milk. Yeah. No, you would just, it would, you would just throw it in the trash, I assume. Right. Yes. Out of ignorance. Yeah. That is pretty much my life right there. And I'd just be at <laughs> Tim Hortons the whole time having, <laughs> you know, bear claw or something and some coffee. But back to Amy, she is more than just a bag of milk mm -hmm. and a Canadian. Like we said, she's an attorney. She's been coaching now in our lawyer's lab coaching program for it might have been over a month now, and people are loving her. She just has this really quietly capable, kind, practical coaching style that has mm -hmm. really spoken to a lot of people on program. Yes. I love when you work with somebody and you talk about how long they've been somewhere and you're just like, well, they she could have only been here a month. I know. It feels like she's been here forever. Right. Her capacity, her effect, you know, all of that has been... It's been wonderful for me. It's been nice because she she has a lot of experience in practice management software and practice yes. in helping people with their practice management capabilities and everything. So very practical knowledge. Yeah. As if our coaches don't have practical knowledge, but, but, but very, very <laughs> practical knowledge that is something that I really am into as well. Yeah. She's a Clio wizard. Cleo Witch, Cleo Warlock, all of the above. She's a Cleo Master. Mage, Maven, Maven. Cleo Mage, Maven. We got to stop. I could have just kept naming every class 
that you would find in an RPG at that point. But the point is, mm-hmm. Amy is one of her newest coaches. And just to do a little plug, she still has spots available on her roster. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to join Lab and coach with Amy, our Canadian attorney who has a lot of practical tech knowledge as well, this is the time to do it before it fills up because she only has a limited amount of spots. And I mean that, not in a, like I am selling something and there's only a limited amount available. She actually only has a limited amount of spots. So I think you should think about joining Lab. We'll have it in the show notes. We love Amy. We're so glad she's here. And now let's hear Stephanie have her conversation with Amy. My name is Amy Grube and I am a business coach at Lawyerist. Prior to that, I was a business lawyer in big law, and I also owned my own solo law firm. I am on a mission to help lawyers build law firms that bring them joy. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. I am obviously very excited to introduce you to the listening community since you're our newest business coach, and you and I really share a lot of similarities in our background. We do. We are both lawyers. We both owned our own firms. We both worked in large law firms as well. And I think we both really love helping other lawyers and supporting lawyers and helping them to build healthy law firms that they can be really proud of. Yeah. And I'm sure you have gotten this sense a lot too. It's like we've been in their shoes. So we kind of get it. We understand. And I always tell people like, I'm not going to ask you to do something that I wouldn't have done myself. And I'm sure, do you take a similar approach when you're working with people? I do, for sure. I understand where they've been. I understand the days where you just want to throw in the towel and say, I'm done with this. I want to go, you know, work for Canada Post. I'm in Canada. I want to go work for, you know, I want to do something a little bit easier. But then I also love being with them on the days where things just click and they're super excited and they're hiring and they're growing and they can't believe that they own this business and that they're doing it. So it's such a great opportunity to be able to do this with lawyers. Yeah. And so, you know, what are some of your coaching wins? Like when you think about the work you've done with lawyers, what are some of the things that kind of make you most proud? Well, I've worked with some lawyers who they're not even sure if they want to be lawyers anymore. And they've thought about going out on their own, but they weren't sure about that. And we talked about it, we walked through it and they decided, yeah, they want to launch these firms and they've done it. They've hired staff. They're working with clients they love working with. And I don't know if they necessarily would have done it before if we hadn't you know, had some conversations. I hadn't referred them to some other people to chat with, to give it a try and see what happens. So that to me is one of the biggest wins that I've had as a coach. And to be honest, just seeing lawyers who are trying to do all the things, they're the bookkeeper, they're the marketer, they're the IT person, they're the lawyer, and being able to, you know, work with them and say, it's okay. You can hire someone. You do have the revenue to do this. It's scary and it's a risk, but let's give it a try. And that's what we're always saying in in lab is let's experiment. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. And so being able to help lawyers just get out of the weeds and see the bigger picture and help them to actually make that happen is such a huge win. Yeah. I think it's helpful because I still think there are people out there that are like, 
unsure of what a business coach does. Like, it's kind of a funny term. What does that mean? What does it actually look and feel like? Sometimes I've had people get on calls with me and they're like, I just don't know what this is. Yeah. And and to me, it's about working with someone and helping them to figure out, okay, what are their goals for the next quarter, for the year, for the next three years? What's your vision? What's your plan for this firm? And then working with them to break down those goals into smaller pieces that they can work on each quarter, each month, each week, and having them go away from each of my calls with action items of things that they can do, ways that they can move forward. We're not talking about moving mountains week to week. We're talking about small pieces that add up to a really big change over time, but it's little things you know, day by day, week by week. And so my job is to help them to keep that vision in mind, to help them stay the course and just to help them focus to get where they want to be. Yeah. I think for lawyers and small firms too, they might be the only partner or owner in the firm or only kind of person on the leadership level. And sometimes it's really hard because you just don't have anyone to have conversations with. I always laugh that I process out loud. And so sometimes in our business coach role, we become that sounding board for them and we become that place where they can go to say, wait, am I crazy? Or am I thinking about this right? You know, is this, is this a path I can take? And it sounds like that's exactly what you love to do most with your clients. Yeah. And and I find as solos, sometimes they feel like they're all alone and they don't know where they can go with questions. And so I was working with one of our labsters just today and she was saying, well, what are other people using? We were talking about financial metrics. Like what are other people using to measure their firm's finances? And I was able to say, well, you know, I'm working with all different types of lawyers. So this is what I often see. Some of my other clients do this and some measure this. And so it's being able to provide that information. But the great thing about lawyerist and lab in particular is the whole community because you have access to some amazing coaches, but then you also have access to other attorneys who are in your practice area, different practice areas, different jurisdictions where you can ask all kinds of questions and just get feedback from lawyers in general. So you have that, plus you have the advantage of working with a coach as well. Yeah. And maybe that's a good place for us to shift into our topic for the day, which is around LinkedIn marketing, but also I'll just give a nod that you just wrapped up a study group that you did inside lab, helping lawyers create bios that don't suck. That's what we called it, which I love. And you guys did just that in the study group, right? People brought their drafts of their bios to the group and you would give feedback, but then they would also give feedback to each other. And I think that really helps because it gives them ideas and people are like, oh wait, yeah, mine's on point. It's great. And you're just trying to refine it and make it better. So I loved that y'all did that. Yeah, it was so much fun to do. And one of the participants, he wasn't so concerned about his website bio. He wanted help with the introduction. He does a lot of public speaking. He gets a lot of work through speaking. And so he wanted help with how should he be introduced before he goes up on the stage. And so he read it out loud. We gave him feedback on that. And then the other people, we looked at their website bios and it was a really great it was a great session. I really enjoyed it. And I think people got a lot out of it. And it was nice to see because our final step was, okay, now post it on your site. And so I went to some of their sites and they were posted there. Nice. 
All right. So I think that is actually a good segue to our topic today, which is also around marketing and specifically LinkedIn marketing. So I guess just to get us started, is LinkedIn a place where a lot of lawyers find success in marketing? I think all lawyers should be on LinkedIn. And there are a variety of reasons. Your clients may be on LinkedIn, but for sure, the people you went to law school with are on LinkedIn. Other people in your community, other professionals you know are on LinkedIn. And not only that, but if you Google someone's name, their LinkedIn profile is going to come up fairly high in the rankings, if not the very first ranking they're going to see. So if someone refers your name as a potential lawyer, the potential client will Google your name, but they'll also look on LinkedIn. And so if you're not there, you could be missing out on clients and referral sources just by not being on the platform. And it's a free platform. So I highly recommend taking advantage of it. And I was looking at the statistics the other day, Stephanie, and the most recent one I could find was that there are 875,000 million members on LinkedIn. But from my experience on LinkedIn, there's such a small percentage of people who are actually posting on LinkedIn that it's a really great way to stand out from other people in the field, from other lawyers, from other professionals, just by going on LinkedIn and posting regularly. And I'm not talking about some of the other social media platforms where you need to post daily or anything crazy like that. I recommend people post two times a week. So it's not a huge commitment. And it's something that once you get used to it and are regularly doing it, you become more comfortable with it. And like all social media, it becomes easier. So it's not a huge time commitment to start posting and getting active on LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When we come back, let's get into some of the nitty gritty on what we should be doing with our LinkedIn profile. The Lawyers Podcast is brought to you by Posh Virtual Receptionists. As an attorney, do you ever wish you could be in two places at once? You could take a call while you're in court, capture a lead during a meeting, or schedule an appointment with a client while you're elbow deep in an important case? Well, that's where Posh comes in. Posh is a team of professional, U.S.-based, live virtual receptionists who are available 24-7, 365. They answer and transfer your calls so you never miss an opportunity. With Posh handling your calls, you can devote more time to billable hours and building your law firm. And the convenient Posh app puts you in total control of when your receptionist steps in. So if you can't answer, Posh can. And if you've got it, Posh is always just a tap away. With Posh, you can save as much as 40% off your current service provider's rates. Even better, Posh is extending a special offer to Lawyerist listeners. Visit posh.com forward slash Lawyerist to learn more and start your free trial of Posh Live Virtual Receptionist Services. That's posh.com forward slash Lawyerist. And by Clio. What do solo and small firm lawyers with great client relationships have in common? They use cloud-based legal practice management software to run their law firms. This is just one finding from Clio's latest legal trends report. There's no getting around it. The fact is, when it comes to client expectations, standards are higher than ever before for lawyers. Proof is in the numbers. 88% of lawyers using cloud-based software report good relationships with clients. For firms not in the cloud, 
barely half can say that. That gap is significant. For more information on how cloud software creates better client relationships, download Clio's Legal Trends Report for free at clio.com slash trends. That's Clio, spelled C-L-I-O, dot com slash trends. And by Documate. 90% of legal services will be delivered online by lawyers in the next 10 years. Documate is a software platform for lawyers to build client-facing legal apps. With Documate, do client intake, feed that data into robust document automation flows, and collect payments. Companies like Landlord Legal, Just Tech, and Hello Divorce are built on Documate. Sign up for a free trial now at documate.com lawyerist and get $100 off your subscription. You can also book a time at documate.com lawyerist to get a free consultation on incorporating automation into your practice. Once again, that's documate.com lawyerist. All right, I'm back with Amy and we're talking about LinkedIn. Everybody should have a LinkedIn profile. It seems like a no-brainer, but it also seems like a lot of people aren't really making good use of their profile. So what are some mistakes that you see people making? <laughs> there are a lot of different mistakes that I see people making. So first off, it's not posting. Like I mentioned earlier, there's a huge amount of people who are on LinkedIn and they never post. So that's one, but then the people who do post, they're not really saying much. So they could be posting a link to an article their firm wrote or a blog or a news article they're sharing. And so they'll just put the link and they'll post that. But you want to go that step further and tell me what you think is interesting about that article. Why are you posting it? You know, put a quote there to provide some context and Tell me your opinion. Don't just pull a link and put it up there. Another mistake I see all the time is in the headline that is on your profile. Whenever you comment on someone's post, whenever someone looks at your profile right away, that's that's the piece that comes up first. I see so many attorneys who have written in their headline, attorney or family law attorney or something super generic, and you want to stand out. And LinkedIn is giving you this free real estate to stand out from the other family law attorneys. And the way to do that is to hone in on on your niche and who you want to be doing work for. So let's say you're a family law attorney in Toronto, and you are your ideal client are people with a net worth greater than $2 million. You can put that right in your headline and be really, really specific there. And so that way, whenever you comment on a post, people will see your name and they'll also see what type of law you do, what type of practice area you have. And it's really going to help you to stand out. And rather than just be an attorney, it just provides a little bit more context and hopefully people will remember you more that way. Yeah. I love that advice because I use this example a lot because it's an easy one. Like people don't know what we do, even lawyers. So I was once working with a lawyer. He was a healthcare regulatory lawyer. And I was like, listen, I'm a lawyer. I don't know what that means. And people don't want to sound dumb. So I, nobody wants to ask you what that actually means. It just sounds really complicated and like something I would never, ever need or know anyone who would need And it turns out, as I got him to explain it to me, he helps doctors setting up new offices 
how to, you know, break through all the red tape and get their offices set up the right way so they could get paid and, and do all the things they need to do. And I was like, oh, actually, I might be able to refer you business. I might know someone in that situation. But the more you say healthcare regulatory lawyer, the more I'm never going to ask you or send you any work. So don't assume because you say, I mean, even like estate planning, like all these words that we think have meaning, like nobody knows what they mean. Yeah. And I think that's a really great point as well, because the words that you're using, if you can sort of dumb it down a little bit, and then someone in your network will understand, oh, this is the attorney who helps all of the doctors. And so that's how you become known within your network. And so anytime anything to do with a doctor comes up, people are going to think of you. And so I think a lot of times people will think, well, my target market isn't necessarily on LinkedIn, but that's okay. People know doctors. And so they're not necessarily the people on LinkedIn going to be your clients, but they will know people who will be looking for attorneys like you. Yeah. So once we get our headline right and we actually describe who we help and how we help them, what's the next thing we should do? Well, a couple of these things, Stephanie, I would challenge the people who are listening to do these right away. These are really quick things that you can do. So you've updated your headline. I would say, take a look at your photograph. I highly encourage you to have a headshot where you're looking directly at the camera. That's going to help build confidence and trust. And the the space for the photo in LinkedIn is very small. So if you have a full body shot, or it's like you walking your dog on the beach, it's going to get lost because it's so small. So that's why I think you should use that space just for a great photo of you of just your head so they can see who you are. My next suggestion is start commenting on people's posts. So I understand people are reluctant to post and reluctant to comment and they're worried they're going to say the wrong thing and things like that. But once you start doing it and get more comfortable, I promise you it gets easier. So I challenge our listeners as well, when you're commenting on someone's post, to put more than a couple of words in your comments. You know, if you are posting that you have a new position, instead of saying in my comment, congrats, Stephanie, put a little bit more in there. Say, congratulations, Stephanie, you're going to be great in this new role or something like that. Just to build that relationship with the other person who's posted. And there is no better way to support another person's business than to just do something really simple on, on LinkedIn, like commenting on their post and liking their post and things like that. Another thing you can do on LinkedIn is there's a, a feature and it has a little bell on someone's profile. And I think you may only be able to access this through the app, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. But if there's a potential client I am interested in, or if someone has really thought-provoking posts and I want to follow what they're saying, you can click on the bell on their profile. And then that way, anytime they post, it will come up in your feed and you will see their activity. This is a great way to start engaging with people that you want to get to know better and you want to learn more about. And so they will be top of mind for you when you look at your notifications. Yeah, that's a great tip. I didn't know that. And that makes a lot of sense, especially if you have targets or people you're trying to further your relationship with. 
because honestly, I pay attention when people comment on my posts, because if you don't know the algorithms like that, right, the more comments you get, the more LinkedIn's going to show that post to more people. So if you go in and comment on my posts, like I would notice you and I would take, I would be grateful for that. And I'd be more likely to post or comment. I'd be, I'd be more likely to comment on your posts. So I think that's a really smart and easy way to just start building relationships with people on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And the other one too, Stephanie, is if you send a request to connect with someone, you have the opportunity to send a note. So I imagine you get a lot of requests on LinkedIn, like I do to connect with someone. But if I don't have the context of who you are or why you're connecting, it's more work for me to then go to that person's profile and read through it and figure out like, who are they? Do I know this person? So when you send a connection request to someone, let them know, hey, I heard you on this podcast episode, would love to connect. Just give them a little bit of background. Say, hey, I I read your recent post about dressing in the workforce and would just love to connect with you here on LinkedIn. So this is another tip for any of your listeners. I would love to connect with our listeners. And so if any of you want to connect with me or with Stephanie as well, send us a connection request and put in the request that you you heard this episode. Yes, I love, love, love this advice, especially now that there are so many people trying to use LinkedIn for sales. Like I'm getting so many random people who are making connection requests and it's clear that they just want to pitch me on something. I usually, if it's a lawyer, I'll usually think, well, this probably, maybe this is just someone who does want to connect with me. So I would love to connect with more people. And I love that advice. Like go connect with me and Amy as soon as you have, are in a safe place to do so if you're listening in your car. (laughs) But let us know that, just send it in the note, listen to the podcast because that would really help. And then you're right. I don't think that you're trying to sell me on something. Yeah, exactly. You know, the next step of course, is writing a post. So I'm sure there's lots of people who are listening who regularly write posts, but I also know there is a there are a lot of people who don't write posts or they're not sure what to write. And so if you're unsure about what to write in a post, think about some of the frequently asked questions you get from clients. You can post about those things that come up. I think another great one is just to post about what's going on in your office. What does it look like? Take a picture of your desk or if you're going out for lunch with your staff, post that as well. Because down the road when you're hiring, potential candidates are going to be looking to your LinkedIn profile. And if they see pictures of you out for lunch and different things going on behind the scenes, it will help to paint the picture of what your work environment looks like and whether or not they want to apply to your firm or not. Yes, These are all like such good advice and easy to do. And so I love that you started off telling us all that in your coaching sessions, you give easy, small, bite-sized pieces for the clients to go do. And guess what, everybody? She's just done the same in this podcast episode. So you now have your homework. You can update your headline, make sure your photo's good, connect with people, start posting and commenting. Did I get them all? That's our five. Yep. I think you got them all. Good job, Stephanie. Awesome. Well, Amy, this will not be the last time anybody hears from you because we're so excited to have you on the team to be able to share all your expertise and knowledge with our community in our lab program and on the show. And I'm just so glad to have you here because it took us a while to make this happen, but we finally got it. We finally got it to work out and for you to be on the team. 
I'm so grateful to be here. I have been following Lawyerist for so long, as you know. So it really is like a dream fulfilled to be part of the team. So I'm thrilled to be here. The Lawyerist podcast is edited by Brittany Felix. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discuss here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Here are your first two steps. First, if you haven't read the small firm roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free at lawyerist.com forward slash book. Looking for help beyond the book? Let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to lawyerist.com forward slash community forward slash lab to schedule a 10 minute call with our team to learn more. The views expressed by the participants are their own and are not endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you.